Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the memo. We are happy to be back as always. You got the same guys, Richard Lyons, Matt Brodsky, and Hummus Masados. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Alex is uh, over there. He's having a good time with some hummus. So that's what that's we're going to call, call him for today's episode. But um, we're back. We got a lot of NFL to talk about. It's gonna, definitely an NFL-focused episode. We could touch on a little basketball if we want to. Uh, the Lakers play tonight at 9 uh, as of us recording this, so we'll know the outcome of that after this. Um, but otherwise, we're mostly going to do NFL takeaways. We're going to bring back the scrap peep, something we haven't done in a while. I feel like the scrap peep is definitely a uh, more NFL-centric segment. We, we definitely get a lot more done during the NFL season. Um, and then we're going to finish it off with the picks. Matt, uh, what's the records looking at? Sir, so uh, through two weeks here, after the three games we had picked last for week two, uh, we currently sit at myself seven and zero. Undefeated season continues. We're, we're, that's uh, under review. We're, we're going back yeah. to the tapes. Yeah, show the tapes. We can go pick by pick, and I uh, am elite now. I really figured out what didn't work last year, and we've we've made a couple changes. So. It, it turns out when you pick the better teams, usually that does help out. But you might want to try this week, Rich, because uh, you're sitting in last. It's okay. It's a long season. <laughs> so I'm at 7-0. and Alex, defending champion, sitting in the middle at 4-3. and And Richard down in the basement at 2-5. and we got All right. Boo. <laughs> we've, got, we've got four games this week that we'll get to. All really, really good games. Um, I think we're going to get some different <clears throat> opinions, but going to be a great week three coming up after a disappointing week two matchup-wise. I think it's always mm-hmm. – it was a good week. You know, it's always – Richard was pretty – Richard was pretty close on his up, upset pick. I was yeah. last <laughs> week. It was a score-agami, though. over the 49ers. Was it? 31-13. No, I don't think that, that counts for anything in our uh, competition. There's, there's never been a 31-13 oh, score. Oh, score-agami is when it hasn't <laughs> happened, right? Yeah. I'm think what's it when it's reverse, you know, thirty one thirteen. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. When when it's happened many times. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so wasn't there actually a scoregami last week or week something? Week one. Yeah. Week one, yeah. The uh Vikings Packers. What was the final there? It was the first ever forty three thirty four. Oh, so that's why you thought that, because it was also yes, that's why reversal. that's that's what exactly mm. that's the first ever? You thought it was like a symmetrical yeah. thing? Oh. Yeah, I knew, but I knew it. I also knew that it was a score that's never happened. So like, I'm dumb for, for thinking it's both. <laughs> like I've known that in the past. But um, yeah. So I guess we'll start off with some takeaways from yeah, the week. Yeah, we're getting into what finish up with the, the upset pick that we we tried out last week. We all went zero and three. Yeah. Um, Alex took the Bengals on Thursday night over the Browns. They lost by five, which is actually a pretty close game. So like a late garbage time touchdown though, the, it was secured. Yeah. Um, Jets covered the spread. They though. did cover the spread. Fuck me. Uh, Richard Jets over the Niners. Back to the drawing board on that one. And, yeah, we'll uh, get into that. Jags over the Titans look good for me for a little bit, but thirty-three thirty Titans. So we're all zero one. They covered the spread as well. They did eight and a half spread, which I knew was just absurd. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Oh, my God. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it was very rude of me to do that. 
Sorry, everyone. This is why you're two and five. This is why you can't have nice things on this podcast. It's because I just I can't, you know. Can't. We gotta we gotta think about a punishment. Yeah. We'll get. Oh yeah. We gotta lock that in before it gets too late. And yeah, well, yeah. Not. Richard is. Well, he loves putting it off. Like he's last in fantasy I, last year and didn't get a punishment. I put he's it off. All I said was I'm no, not. No. We're not voting on a punishment when I'm already in last, and you guys can target me. Yeah. So let's see if this happens again this year. We got to hurry up because I know you'll just snake your way around it. And every time we bring it up, you'll come up with a different. Yeah. Watch. Watch what watch happens when the conversation <laughs> off the topic. Just watch what happens when you're in last again, and then and okay. then we'll see. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Big 7-0. Seven seven, seven Richard and should have to... 7-0. <laughs> Richard should... If Richard comes and laugh, he should last. He should have to, like, block the the Jets subreddit <laughs> off his phone and, like, the Discord. Kid will go insane. No, we, can't, we can't do cruel and unusual punishments. It has to be within the realm of reasonability. If that's, is that a word? Reasonability? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a... No, it's it's not. <laughs> I don't think so. Because ability, ability is a word. It's just putting reason and yeah, a, ability together. <laughs> um, In right. reasonableness, it's shut the fuck upableness. That's what it is. <laughs> Let's get to these Two damn takeaways. All you know take- what? On Google, you know what? when you look up a word like that, if you're unsure if it's a word, it, it won't tell you. It's just like everything is a word. Like it's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like they just like make it work somehow. All it takes is one week where I'm four and zero oh and you're zero oh and four, and all of a sudden you're seven and four and I'm six and five. Wow, that's that's and great math there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, don't hold your breath for that to happen, buddy. And then we're right in it. We're right in it. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll so get to that. got some good games coming up this week. Yeah, this could be moving it's week exciting, for you, Rich. Get out exciting. of the basement. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you go first, and I'm just going to match you the rest of the season so you yeah. cannot pick up any ground. <laughs> yeah, so um, stay tuned if you want to if you want to hear that because it's going to be an exciting segment. Um, obviously, me and Matt have a, a little rivalry rivalry that, going. Honestly? What? Because then you'd win. Yeah. Then uh, yeah. Then you would. Is just that even confirmed? What if Richard's just picking great? What if you guys are just picking great? Yeah, it would together? it would help me not come in last at this point, but you could still you can pass us. What I would do, what I should do, is, you, is follow you. You can clinch, not last. Yeah, I should follow you though, Alex, because Richard is not a threat. You were you, know, you won last year, so I want to <laughs> match you, and then Richard will just wallow in the basement all season. All right, whatever. <laughs> wow. Can't I just can't wait till the end and we see That's, we see what happens. Nah, I wouldn't do that though. I, it's not fair. That takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it does. So yeah, you should have to pick for every pick first. That's true. Since we should really have our picks That's in fine. a hat or in a, an envelope, and you know what? we. <laughs> I didn't mean a hat. I meant like <laughs> hidden from each other. We picked them beforehand. Is that why you're two and five? You're picking out of a hat each week. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, I'm off to the side. I'm like just one second. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got the Giants. <laughs> or it should be like, or it should be like Jeopardy, where you just have to like write it down. No, I don't think that works. And just hold up a piece All of paper. Right. <laughs> no, that, no, that no, the Los Angeles what is, Rams. <laughs> that, oh, that would be a good. Maybe like you know, we we say the game, and instead of going 
to each other. We all write it down, and then we say three, two, one, and we hold it up, and then you got to explain yourself. It's a little, that's a little too much. It's a little too much. It's too much now. You can't write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I think it's been working how it's been going. We're not like actually <laughs> picking based on what other the other. We used to put pieces picked. of paper in a shredder. Now you can't put a little pen to it. What are we just gonna all start screaming Chiefs at one time? <laughs> no, you hold it up. <laughs> hold it up. We're just like Chiefs. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with you. This is probably. So, right, are we this done being a, not funny? This is a segment for off the air. Also, this is a little yeah. under the. Behind the curtain of how the show is being hey, run. Some, so let's some just people, get to some football. They like to know what's going on behind the scenes so they can make sure we're running a good operation here. Yeah, all our fans. <clears throat> okay, yeah. let's get into so, the takeaways from week two. Yeah, my takeaway is um, Matt's a dumb idiot and he's coming in last. Okay. Two and five. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well we you did go first. this, like I was saying before this all got thrown way out of, out of pocket. Um, the matchups that were in week two on paper might not have been like the most attractive um, from a pick standpoint. That's why we threw in like a little upset last week. But um, there weren't many marquee games, basically. But there did turn out to be a bunch of competitive games. And as always, whenever there's a week of football, there's a bunch of takeaways. Um, so we can get into a little bit of that with the highlights. Obviously, the biggest takeaway, we can just get this out of the way now. Uh, just the amount of injuries across the league in this week was astonishing oh yeah um, these guys need a stretch they need a stretch they need a real off-season print training camp i don't know what you want to blame to it um i know acls are like always like kind of freak injuries though they're not really dependent on yeah i was fitness. joking but uh but saquon needs to stretch a little bit Maybe next year. Oh my gosh, this kid! This guy is going for the neck. Heartless. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So the big, the, the big ones: Saquon Barkley's out for the year. Uh, Cortland Sutton on the Broncos out for the year. Drew Locke is going to be out for a while. Um, the entire San Francisco 49ers starting lineup <laughs> got hurt. Didn't really seem to stop them against the Jets, but moving forward, we'll see what that how that affects them. But yeah, just ultimately a lot of injuries. It was a rough day for a lot of different teams, a lot of stars going down, and you just hate to see that. Yeah, I mean, especially it's like star players, like you just said, Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley. Right, um, yeah, you'd rather like a backup tear his ACL than <laughs> he's the one that gets hurt. I mean, you're going to put it like that and make me look like, like a dick. And then but... he fizzles out of the league. Yeah, and yeah. There's no, finan- no financial and... security. You know. That's yeah. what Richard's really hoping for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, Lives a. I would. I would if I, was, if I was a Jets fan, I would rather John Franklin Myers tear his ACL than, than Quinn and Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> but um no i get it yeah I get what you're saying Cortland sutton um like a bunch of can you turn it on really relevant guys around the league and you know guys with fantasy relevance and just like players that are fun to watch and you know the 49ers draft nick bosa last year after being two and 14 and then they they I'm not saying he made them a Super Bowl contender, but he was obviously a huge part of that defense. And um, D. Ford is out as well. He's not out for the year, but you know they're they're gonna miss that pass rush. Um, obviously, they didn't miss miss it against the Jets, but uh, <laughs> they're gonna miss it against the good teams. Yeah, and their offense—they lost Mostert, they lost Jimmy G, Kittle. What didn't play? Debo hasn't played. 
their four best players on offense are all hurt. Yeah. Isn't Ayuk hurt, too? He, he, he actually he, came back. He missed week one, but he played in week two. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, oh. they're just absolutely decimated <clears throat> right now. And that's, you know, we can get to it. I guess we can get to it now since we're not really talking about the Niners much. But in that division, the NFC West, where every other team is 2-0, and Cardinals look great. Rams are, seem to be getting back to their two-year-ago form. And the Seahawks are the Seahawks. That's going to be very hard to overcome for the Niners, a team who obviously had Super Bowl aspirations oh, yeah. again. Yeah, they have um, – Yeah, I mean – Sorry, Alex. They're sorry. playing, you know, the, the Giants next week, which they're, they're still a better team regardless of who's on the field. They have a lot of depth, the 49ers. Um, and obviously, the Giants just lost Saquon Barkley. I think they have some other guys banged up. Didn't Sterling Shepard uh, get banged up again? Yeah, what um, else is new? Uh, Evan Ingram always gets banged up as well. But, um, uh, yeah, and uh, they signed Devonta Freeman, the Giants. He's back in the league. Oh, man, it's over for the 49ers. Wow. Yeah. Big. Yeah, I mean, good, 49ers are, sure, I guess. <laughs> um, 49ers, team that, like, predicates itself on its run and its its pass rush. And, you know, we're really going to see what uh, what this guy, Jimmy G, is made out of. He's hurt. Yeah, well, when he comes <laughs> back, I know it's like a short-term thing. <laughs> you know, he's week to week right now. It looked like... Initial reports was that he's going to miss like a month, but Shanahan's saying he's uh, going to be a game-time decision. But, yeah, no, you're right. We'll see what he can do. It's not going to be easy. And now it's time for Nick Mullins, the best quarterback I've ever seen, yep. to shine. Yep. He's got a rocket, that guy. True he played PB well one. when he was in for them. Uh, he, he did. I mean, Shanahan's just a great play caller, so I think a lot of guys are going to succeed yeah. either way. But, I mean... That time he was in for them, he's definitely a capable backup, and maybe he's better for than sure. Jimmy G because. But it's looking like, it's looking like what? <laughs> but it, it's looking like they're gonna miss the playoffs. I mean, they're one and one. That's a little early to say, but. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't Bosa, know. So shut the hell up. All these guys <laughs> missing, all these guys missing extended periods of time, and they're. The the division is so good. How yeah, are they gonna no, it, it, How are they gonna compete with the teams in their division? It's definitely gonna be. Playoff spot. I mean, the Cardinals. The extra playoff spot might help. All right. That whole division could get in the playoffs, which is weird. Right. But no, I I agree with the you. Cardinals, I think they're I guess, in big trouble. Yeah, I guess the Cardinals are like people aren't sold on them yet, but they have two good I like wins. Their offense, I just one over the Forty ers I like their offense a lot. I just don't know if their defense will end up being good enough over a whole season. I mean, uh, they, they, they play the Lions, Panthers, and Jets next, so they're just going to be 5-0. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very possible until they run into the Jets. It's going to stop them in their tracks. <laughs> Upset pick of the week every week. Yeah. Jets over whoever they play. I mean, they're going to win a game, so <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so my, I must. You had some more to say. I was gonna take them over the Broncos, the Jets, in a couple weeks, but after that Bortle signing, I might yeah. have to reconsider. Um, so I was gonna say one of my takeaways was uh, it looks like now it's still early. Obviously, looks like Cam Newton is back. People, not only was he you know running over the Seahawks, but he threw for 
400 yards. I think it was actually 397, but basically 400 yards. He, uh, Julian Edelman had a career high in, in receiving yards, which was very surprising considering the chemistry you had with Tom Brady. Um, Nikhil Harry actually looked good, but Cam was slinging it all over the field. He was running well, and he looked really good. And I know Alex thinks it's a fluke because Russell Wilson threw a pick six because of Greg Olson dropping the ball but you know they were within a yard of winning that game against uh, a team that's gonna make the playoffs in the Seahawks and I think uh, very early and now if they're actually gonna be this pass heavy team I think Russell Wilson is a MVP candidate already and might win this seems like it could be his year to win um, and they went they went shot for shot with each other and Cam Newton's usually not a guy that you expect to throw for 400 yards and you know sling the ball over the field I think being on the Patriots and in a Josh McDaniels offense I think he's I think he's gonna look good the whole year and I think Cam Newton's back and he wants to prove everyone wrong and he's also on my fantasy team and there's no bias there no never there's never any bias with, yeah. with your takes uh, yeah what was there's a couple things about the, the camp throwing for 400 yards obviously they were trailing the whole game so I mean they didn't really run the ball that much at all um, and, you know, he dropped back. I don't know how many attempts he had, but I know he was he was throwing it all over the field. And the Seattle secondary is terrible. Uh, the guy Shaquille Griffin, the, yeah. <laughs> he's he's been playing awful. He's like been the worst corner in the league through two games. And yeah. they just they got carved up by the Falcons in week one uh, and the Pats in week two. I know both offenses are pretty good with good quarterbacks. But that's going to be a problem for the Seahawks, I think, going forward. Yeah, and their strong safety sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I do like Cam. I think he looks, you know, just as we people were have hoped that he was going to look, like back to his old form. We'll see if he can do it for a full year, but there's definitely a lot to like there. I think the Pats are going to be better than people thought, or yeah, I he, thought at he least. He was 30 for 44, 397 uh, yards. Yeah, uh, 68% very completion, which is obviously – great game uh he did throw a pick but yeah he looked he looks good and i it's nice to see him look good mm -hmm. after you know yeah you know away from the look, game. He, he looked really good he looked a lot better than i thought he would um i asked my friend andrew if he thinks if he thought the pats had any shot against the seahawks because i didn't and he was like 100 percent. and yeah i was surprised to see the game this close um, but I think Matt's right. Is he the, a Seahawks or a Pats fan, Seahawks. Andrew? He's a Pats okay. fan. I was yeah, going to say, does Andrew have skin in the game here? What's, what's so good about <laughs> Andrew, huh? <laughs> he's a he's a Pats fan, no. but he's pretty he's pretty impartial. Yeah. Um, but I think Matt's right, and I I'm not trying to hate on the Pats or Cam. They did definitely exceeded my expectations and played better than I thought they would. Um. But the Seahawks' defense is really fucking bad. They've given up like, 415 they, yards per game passing in those these two games. Right. Yeah, like, that's been a concern for the, them. Off the top of my head, <laughs> off the top of my head, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Robert Gage, Julian Edelman. Russell Gage to you. these guys. Russell Gage, whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is. I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, but they made him look like uh, fucking Jerry Rice out there. Um, so... I'm I'm still I'm not I'm, okay. I'm sold on them. They're they're going to be a good team. They're going to make some noise. I'm I just 
I want to I want to see what they do against some of the better defenses in the NFL. No, I, I definitely agree. And their defense, I mean, I know they're missing a lot of players from opting out, but their defense, you know, looked rough too. You know, they were one of the top defenses last year. They're supposed to have the best corner in the league, reigning defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, and they, you know, they got torn up by Russell Wilson as most teams would. I mean, I'm not going to really fault them for that, but you definitely want to see the defense play better <coughs> down the stretch and in general. But I just think a lot of people were already just writing him off, right? They just said, you know, he's washed. He's had so many surgeries. He had, he had so, sh- shoulder surgery. He's, the last time we saw him, he, he looked like he didn't even know how to throw a football. It was, like, painful to watch. And, you know, to see him out there slinging it and, like, doing it well, whether it's uh, – because he could easily, you know, just be airmailing passes and throwing them in the dirt and not hitting – hitting guys you know he actually um at towards the end of the game when they were on that uh potential game-winning drive he hit julian edelman in the end zone and it was a little bit high but it hit edelman right in the hands it was a pretty good throw i thought and uh yeah i just think from what everyone expected especially since he's been away from the game with injury he he just he looks good absolutely i agree with that completely so that was one of my takeaways (coughs) of the week Anyone? Uh, cool. Um, <laughs> Anyone have another one? <laughs> cool. Good job, Richard. Good job, dude. Uh, you finally said something. I've got something. one. Yeah. I, my takeaway, and I, I been on fucking Zoom calls the entire day. <laughs> that's like my. That's my canned response when I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to say. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. Like if I'm in meetings, I was in a meeting with like this client yesterday for uh, them seekers, and like. They just like be like, all right, and we want things to be like, yeah, cool. Um, no, we can definitely do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So, yeah. um, cool. No, it's cool. <laughs> not great. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my takeaway um, is Jesus Christ, Bill O'Brien. I mean, this guy. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I give him shit every week, and he just continues to just fail me every week. Or he's failing the Texans. He's failing to Sean Watson. I wonder if Watson put a clause in that contract that says. If Bill O'Brien is still the coach after the season, the, the contract is, is void. It's void. <laughs> I mean, listen, this guy, Watson now, he's out there on a complete island. I know they play the Chiefs and the Ravens, which is ridiculous, and they play the Steelers next week. Just absolutely <laughs> brutal schedule making. But they're 0-2 right now. Uh, they haven't looked like they were even in these games with the Ravens and the Chiefs. And this is a team with a, with a quarterback like Watson. They would at least like to think that they're they can contend in the AFC to a degree or keep games close and they just are getting blown out every every game so far uh Bill O'Brien obviously having getting gotten rid of uh DeAndre Hopkins knowing that Will Fuller Alex didn't care about this one (laughs) (laughs) he's a big Bill O'Brien guy (laughs) knowing knowing that you have a guy like Will Fuller who gets hurt every other game Obviously, he left the game early in this one. (laughs) You're just going to get up and walk away while I'm ranting about Bill (laughs) O'Brien? This is like version six of the Bill O'Brien rant. But there's always a new layer. This time, when they get rid of their they get rid of their best weapon, when they all they have is injury prone guys and Will Fuller, they bring in another injury prone guy in Brandon Cooks, who was hurt in the first game. Now Will Fuller is hurt in the second game. They barely used uh, David Johnson. He had 11 carries this time. Their big off-season addition at the at the risk of uh, at the at the price of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. 
But and then you look at it, Deshaun Watson has been sacked four times in each game so far. So he already leads the league in sacks, which is you know a stat that never seems to change. And it, and <laughs> it it falls on Bill O'Brien because not only is he the coach, he runs the front office too for some godforsaken reason that I would never understand. And he is, it's literally like, how much can we screw over Deshaun Watson and minimize what he's good at uh, and see how far that can take us while we're still doing that? So I don't know what's going on. My takeaway is that the Texans are a mess right now and it's not going to get any better until they bring in a new regime and front office and head coach. And lucky for him, he's wearing those just... masks now that are hiding his butt chin, but we all know it's still there, okay? <laughs> Where you can't hide forever, Bill. <laughs> One day the That's one funny. day the masks won't be required. Yeah, you'll probably then what are you be, gonna do? You'll probably be not on the NFL team by then. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I really can't for the life of me understand like what the thought process was when building this team and specifically the offense. They're so it they're so anemic. They have no playmakers. They have no offensive line, and then they have one of the most talented <laughs> quarterbacks in the game just getting pummeled for four quarters <laughs> for years it's, it's now he's been like one of the most sacked yeah, quarterbacks for years. for years and they don't even care you're <laughs> they gonna andrew luck this Tunsil. guy yeah he's he's a great o-lineman but that's one guy so he, that's all he's got needs. the gas mask between quarters <laughs> <laughs> um that's his yeah, oxygen tank. Just yeah. to bust out the gas yeah, mask. Yeah, when, you know, the when they like have a hundred yard touchdowns, and they got <laughs> yeah. like he's just a, with the gas mask. <laughs> you just see smoke yeah, coming yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, the Texans are they just not a surprise. So until they get rid of yeah. Bill O'Brien, they're a joke. Bring in, they'll definitely be a, a hot spot for you know one of these you know younger coaching candidates like a college guy, maybe a. Joe Brady, uh, the Panthers OC, who was the LSU coordinator, or you know a Lincoln Riley, guys like that, um, that are going to see Deshaun Watson, you know, a Deshaun Watson-led team available, and say, "I want to coach that guy." You know, I want to be, I want to be there. So, they they could potentially, potentially, potentially lead to good things for Watson and the Texans. But it just sucks to see him like these prime years wasted. I mean, I know he'll he'll be around a long time, but. It's just embarrassing and unfortunate. Yeah, and it's not going to change. He's not going to fire himself, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I mean, the owner passed away like two years ago, so I think they're still going through like ownership struggles or trying to find buyers or sell the team. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. It's a shame. He has what we like he's... to call in the business carplange. <laughs> carplange. He has carplange. If anybody shouldn't have carplange, yeah, it's Bill O'Brien. Hey, and. Another takeaway, um, speaking of car plonge, Doug Peterson's Eagles aren't looking very great right now. Mr. Carson Wentz has been struggling hard. Uh, it's your boy. Yeah, yeah, I have been a fan of I think of we're going to get to that a little bit uh, later on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I won't go into that. But I did have <laughs> <laughs> one more takeaway <laughs> that I want to say, unless, Alex, you had a separate one that you wanted to get to because I don't think you went yet. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to say, um, what the fuck are the Vikings doing in these first two weeks? Uh, and what, like, what does Kirk Cousins think, like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> he looks like, like shit. I, I feel like it's kind of flying under the radar. Um, it's not, not really a hot topic, I guess. 
I guess Carson Wentz and the Eagles are kind of stealing the shitty spotlight and the Jets. Um, but in the last game, they score 11 points. Um, Kirk Cousins against the Colts, who, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but their defense isn't anything amazing. They have they got the Forrest Buckner, but, like, their corners aren't great. You know, Malik Hooker just right. tore his Achilles. Like they're starting safety. Uh, they're, they're definitely it's – a so, It's a solid defense. Yeah, it's nothing special. DeForest Buckner. Right. And and they're, they score 11 points against the Colts. They get, like, thoroughly defeated. Kirk Cousins threw for 113 yards. Three picks. That's that's not a joke. 113 <laughs> yards, three picks. Um, and and all of their, their running backs, like Dalvin Cook, he had 63 yards on the ground. I guess they – I guess they couldn't like really run the ball, um, because they were they were down. But like, what is this team's identity right now? Like, they the the final score against the Packers was close, but that game was not close. the The Packers pretty much lit them up. Mm-hmm. Rodgers looked like vintage Rodgers, and and was throwing all over their secondary. I know it's a little banged up, um, and then. Against the 0-1 Colts, who who didn't look good at all in Week One, they get they kind of had their ass handed to them. So so I'm wondering about the Vikings, who you know they won a playoff game last year, and they were they were a team of, I at least I was excited about coming into this year. Um, I know they're dealing with some injuries, but they they have no identity right now, and if they if they don't start putting it together soon, like the the Packers are going to run away with that division. Yeah, it's. I I think they're they definitely have some O line problems, which is. I feel like that's been a thing for years, but it's also weird considering they were a great rushing team last year, and Cousins did have a great year. Maybe uh, Kevin Stefanski. He was a big part of that offense, and you know, scheming up that offense. And Stephon Diggs was too. Just yeah, he was him too. Out for nothing. Uh, they got. Wasn't it a first round pick? For no for no reason. Who's playing well he was he playing like very hated well for the playing there. They got Justin well, Jefferson. They got no, right, I, I I get why. Yeah, he I mean you get a first round pick for him if you didn't want to be there, whatever. But he I gotta you gotta wonder if Stefanski was you know, a, he obviously was a huge part of scheming up that offense and putting guys in a position to succeed. You know, he's known for for his run game and his run concepts, and they obviously were a, were a great rushing team last year. But I think it's more concerning that Cousins is playing this this way. Uh, 113 yards and three picks. That's like, I mean, <laughs> that awful. is absolutely Josh for Rosen host. numbers. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that Josh <laughs> <laughs> Josh Rosen's elite, but. Um, <laughs> I th- I mean I think th- I think they can bounce back. I think they will bounce back. Um they Cousins especially I feel like he struggles early on a lot and you get the same storyline that he's you know, he can't play in big games, he sucks, whatever, overpaid and then you know, you look at him at the end of the season and you're like, "Wait, why was everyone saying Kirk Cousins sucks and he's overpaid? He had a pretty good year and the Vikings made the playoffs." Um I mean I guess they're run you're 0 and 2 and they got that that's the thing though. They got embarrassed in both games both games so it's maybe a different story this time around but uh i would expect them to bounce back but definitely not a good look so far i think their problems on defense were a little bit under um 
they've kind of flew under the radar in the offseason, mm-hmm. um, especially like in the secondary like we've been talking about. They're giving a lot of playing time to two rookie corners because of the injuries and the losses that they've had in the offseason, Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dantzler. Um, Jeff Gladney was a first-round pick, Dantzler in the third, but neither one of them have really been good at all, um, which is obviously a learning curve there, putting them in the fire like that, you expect it. But they just really don't have much of a, of a defense aside from the front four. I wouldn't even call it the front seven. They have Ngakwe and Hunter, who hasn't played. But aside from that, I think that it's a defense that we're so used to being, you know, pretty pretty solid and always like uh, they're always like that team that runs the ball and has played plays good defense. It's what like Mike Zimmer does. But they took a big hit in the in this offseason with their losses and guys just kind of underperforming so far. So I think that'd be something to watch. I don't know if it gets better. Rich, you said that you know that you think they'll bounce back. I think they could be in for a rough year. Yeah, and. But and obviously that is a concern. And you're completely right that people kind of understated that and you know didn't think it was as big of a concern as it looks like. But that their their quarterback threw for 113 yards, so like it's not just right, that one right. side of the ball. You know, yeah. like they're getting shut down on offense. The only reason they ended up scoring so many points against the Packers is because the Packers were just you know blowing them out. And yeah, that's the thing. Things. It was the, it was the defense week one. Now it's the offense week two. Yeah. So there's a lot of blame going around right now. Yeah, a lot of issues to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to fault them for losing Stefanski because now he's a head coach. It's not yeah, like they like got rid of him and we're like, we don't <laughs> like the way you run the offense. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they lost him. But, yeah, that's definitely concerning. Um, Their I, offensive coordinator is Gary Kubiak now, for what that, whatever that's worth. Super Bowl winning head coach right there. With the Broncos, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I didn't. He leave the league for like he had health problems. Now he's back. Surprised he didn't get a head coaching guy. I'm not. <laughs> All right, I did have uh, one more takeaway <laughs> before we move on to the scrap heaps. Um, and hey, this team, there's been plenty of years where you know they start off well, they look pretty decent, and then they just completely fold. They end up with a losing record, but. The Las Vegas Raiders look look pretty good right now. The offense looks looks good. Derek Carr is playing efficient football. He's, he's spreading the ball around. Actually, he's not spreading the ball around because Darren Waller is a beast and <laughs> getting like 50% of the targets. But, you know, he's making good throws. Uh, Josh Jacobs is an animal. They're getting him all the touches that, that they can. Their offensive line, like you said, Matt, uh, when we were talking earlier, they've invested the most money in the league in the O-line, and it shows how important it is because they just beat the New Orleans Saints last night, and that's, mm-hmm. that is no small feat. I know the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas, but come up, did, and would, if they didn't have every player on the roster, would anyone say the Raiders are going to beat the Saints? I don't think so. So they look good, and, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, as, No, it's not. I mean, not for you, but... <laughs> um, you know, they have some decent weapons out there, some young weapons. Darren Waller's a really good tight end. I'm sure Ruggs will start coming along. You know, they got that guy, Brian he Edwards. He hasn't done anything, Ruggs. Yeah. One catch for four yards yesterday. Uh-huh. They tried to hit him deep, but they, they just missed that. Uh, I'm sure he'll they'll end up getting him involved somehow. He did but throw that pass interference at the end of the game. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the main takeaway with their offense would be Josh Jacobs. He looks, he looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we like yeah. we said with the offensive line, you know that's really 
a great offensive line can take a mediocre offense to the next level. If you have a quarterback who can just sit back there and wait till guys get open and be conservative and not running for his life, good things are going to happen. And when you have a running back like that, obviously helps too to open up some space for him. But yeah, the Raiders look good. I was very disappointed in the, the Saints offense last night. Um, which we can get to when we do Packers Saints a little bit more, but yeah, I mean hats off to the Raiders, but they are like you said, they are a team that has done this before and then falls off. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean they started. Uh, I don't know if it was last year, or two years ago. I think it might have been last year. Um, they started off really well, and then the Jets beat them, and it was like yeah. a huge surprise. Yeah, and then they just fell apart the rest of the year. The Jets, the Jets crushed yeah, them. Like, they scored like 34 points on them. Yeah. Which is, if Adam um, Gase is coaching and you score more than six, then that's <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> it's, a g- it's a good win. Honestly, like, this might sound crazy, but Vegas is Vegas. Okay, like, now we're ready. When they play, I, I wouldn't be surprised if when they play in Vegas, they're significantly better than when they play on the road. These are young guys, like just coming into the league. They're they're athletes. I'm sure they're out and about, like fucking around in the days leading up to the game and shit. Um, I know I know Camaro was on record saying, um, like we play in New Orleans, like it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the same thing, but you know, it's a, they they call it the Sin City for a reason. Um, but nonetheless, good win. Um, who do they have next week? They have the Pats. So that's honestly a good game. That's a that's a. I'll tune into that game. Um, uh, you know, Raiders are looking pretty good. Pats are looking pretty good. Um, are we picking that game? No. I don't know. <laughs> Give us a pick. Um, I'll take the Pats by <laughs> twenty. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're just not going to go to New England and win. Um, but the whole go on yeah, the road I'll, this this <laughs> year, it's all it's very different. I don't put much weight into a home field advantage. Not, not really, though. Like you're you're still traveling. Like that's. It's not just the fans that make it. It's like the travel and the being in a different city and not not being familiar with your surroundings. All that is still there. I'm calling fake news on the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am also. I'm not. I'm not really buying into it. The, again, the extra wild card team makes that interesting. Um, the AFC is not the strongest. It's kind of top heavy, but I guess they would have made the playoffs last year if they. If Right? I think the Steelers would have. Oh, right. That's what they were saying. Close. That Pittsburgh, the past couple of years, would have made it if they had that extra spot. But, um. Okay. No, I just, I don't buy into Derek Carr still. I know he's played well. Um, the Saints, like I said, the Saints are having a lot of issues right now. Aside from Michael Thomas, they don't really look like what people had thought they would. So, I'm still, I'm not, really? I'm not at all there with Derek, with, with the Why? Raiders yet. Why what? they beat the Bucks week one? Yeah, but Breeze just doesn't look the same, and their defense has not been that good yeah. either. They've been getting right. carved up, well, I think, uh, on the ground. 
that's that's definitely a takeaway from that game as well is Breeze Breeze is the checkdown king. He does not air it out no, anymore at not all. At all. They don't go downfield at all. Yeah. Even with Thomas. I guess they don't really have – yeah, even with Thomas, but I, I guess losing him just makes it that much worse because their weapons besides him and Kamara are just pretty ass. Yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders didn't even have a catch. He had one catch yesterday. And he, yeah. everyone thought Trey he would Quan be Smith. You know, going off. Well, he had five for 86. But um, Yeah, he looked all right. But, yeah, no, something, something's not – not great over there with Breeze, especially. He doesn't look like the same guy. Okay, well, we're back <laughs> with a new segment for 2020. Old segment, new to this NFL season. Uh, the Scrap Heap is back. Uh, for those who are not familiar, the Scrap Heap is uh, basically each of us will pick one one person in the world, be it a coach, an athlete, um Anybody really that we're feeling needs to get put through the ringer a little bit, uh, who needs to be called out for their actions, and uh, we will give them a piece of our mind. So who wants to start them off? Who's going into the first scrap heap of 2020? I'll start it off. Um, So this week for the first scrap heap, my first scrap heap of 2020, um, maybe a little predictable, but... I'm scrapping Carson Wentz. Um, good scrap. You know, scrap. talk about a guy. Talk about a guy who's disappointing so far this season. Um, I know the the Eagles are dealing with some injuries, but these first two losses have been almost entirely on Carson Wentz. Um, he has the most off-target passes in the NFL. Um, and so he, he has the most off-target passes in the NFL with 20 through two games. Um, and 15 of those have come from a clean pocket. You know, this is a guy that people were talking about. Like, I mean, it was just last season that people, like halfway through the season, the Eagles were looking like they were out of it. And this guy had like a pretty, pretty hot stretch to end the year and lead them to the playoffs. Um, and now he just looks like it's night and day. I'm seeing him get compared to guys like Jameis Winston, um, which when you think about it, it's not the worst comparison ever when he's, when he's hot, he's really good. And he looks like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but when he's bad, he's turning the ball over left and right. He's fumbling the ball. He. So far this season, he has two touchdowns and four picks. Um, <laughs> I guess Richard didn't care about this one. <laughs> There's no respect going on tonight. <laughs> um, Couldn't wait. But, um, <laughs> hey, we're talking about Carson Wentz here. so Yeah, he, he doesn't want to hear it. Peep, so far by watching him play, people have been, you know, doing what Richard just did and getting up and walking away from the screen. So, um, so yeah, uh, Carson Wentz, you, you're so far this season, you look like a backup quarterback. Um, by the way, your team drafted uh, a dude in the second round that, you know, I doubt 
the Eagles spent a second round pick on on just a guy to be your backup. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts gets. You know, I, I'm hearing that they're the the Eagles want to start using him in like a Taysom Hill role and kind of get him like a little bit involved with the offense and just get him on the field a little bit. Um, but if Carson Wentz keeps playing like this, they might like look to look to replace him before um, the end of the season because, like I said, they did, they didn't use a second round pick um, to draft a backup quarterback. They see they see a future in Jalen Hurts. So um, he's playing like shit so far. Um, he's my scrap heap. He's he's in my scrap heap for for week two of the NFL season. Um, and watch out for for Jalen Hurts breathing down his neck after two two pretty bad losses. Rich, is he still better than Dak? <laughs> Remains to be seen. Okay, we'll see. Maybe eight years down the line. Hey, th- that that wasn't like that's not a crazy that wasn't a crazy thing to think last year like yeah now he looks he looks was, much worse now yeah last year it was it was it was Carson Wentz playing playoff football and Dak was sitting at home you know doing nothing so it's just crazy and that's part of why I'm scrapping him is it's night and day compared to last year he was he was great down the stretch last year and now he's shit mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll figure it out to a degree I think that there's obviously enough talent there um, but he is he looks completely lost right now um, and I'm not even going to give the offensive line that much of the blame because yeah Brandon Brooks is out um, one, of the, one of their guards so the interior of the line is not what they thought it was going to be but they have you know they still have Jason Peters and Lane Johnson on the in the tackle spots, Kelsey in the middle is one of the best centers in the league. So, and they got Miles Sanders back last week too. So, and he played really well. Yeah. A lot of it just falls yeah. on Carson I mean, Wentz. Right. This is a team, and it's a team, and uh, the Eagles are in win now mode. They play in like a, they play in a bad division. They it's always. I mean, we're two weeks in, so it's early, but. You know, that division is always up for grabs. And if they lose another game next week, they, they start digging themselves deep into a hole. Like, Doug Peterson is going gonna, is gonna to pull the plug on this. They play the Bengals, so they better win. <laughs> they also paid Wentz a lot of money. So the whole Jalen Hurts thing is like a very weird situation. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. They're you kind of tied just, to him. They're tied to Wentz, but they picked Jalen Hurts. I don't understand where that came from. Um, and we talked about this rich when he got drafted. You know, the Taysom Hill idea is great, but Taysom Hill was what, like a seventh round pick or an undrafted guy? Like you don't spend a second round pick on a Taysom Hill role player. Exactly. And have so, they even right. used him at all? I don't he think was so. on the field. Yes, on Sunday he was, might have been like one or two snaps, but I saw him out there. Just it was just like a decoy thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't, I don't know what the plan is there, but uh, yeah, a couple more games like this, and something's gonna have to change. All right. Well, that's our first scrap heap of the of the NFL season. So nice to bring that one back, Mr. Carson Wentz. If you do not want to end up back on this list, I would suggest you know picking mm-hmm. up the slack, man, because it's mm-hmm. you don't want to end up on the scrap heap. It's it does mm-hmm. some things to you, mentally, physically. 
Yeah. Spiritually. So for now, Carson Wentz can keep himself company with the seven Bill O'Briens that are already in the scrap yeah. heap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'll go next. This one hurts because it's close to home as a Chargers fan, but we know from scrap heap history, I've scrapped myself. No one here is safe from being scrap heaped. <laughs> so sometimes it's painful, but it, it needs to be done. And, and this week, Anthony Lynn, you're getting scrapped. for it's. This is a two-fold scrap. Uh, but I do think that they're kind of intertwined with one another. Uh, first, everyone knows the story of what happened during the game with Tyrod Taylor going out like right before kickoff. Herbert comes in, plays, does everything that you can realistically expect from a kid making his debut in a situation like that. Um, so that was good. It was a close game, went to overtime. The part one of this scrap is going to be for Lynn's decision to punt the ball in overtime on fourth and one. Uh, on, I think they were, they were on their own side of the field. If you didn't get it, the game was definitely over. But punting it back to Patrick Mahomes when he only needs a field goal, the game is definitely over anyway. So, you know, the offense had been playing well all day, like good enough. They were moving the ball downfield, making good plays. Fourth and one, how, how difficult is it to really get a fourth and one? Especially with a mobile quarterback, like there's, there has to be a play there that can get you something in that situation. And I saw this on Twitter, and I'm, try, I'm going to try to find uh, where the source was, but it was for whatever this is worth. That play, that decision to go for it on fourth, to punt it on fourth and one, was graded was rated as the third worst coaching decision of the year in two weeks so i don't know like again i don't know who's doing that or if it's really reliable or whatnot um but yeah that was just a bad call like you just have to go for it there you can't punt the ball back to patrick mahomes when he only needs to get a field goal especially with how they had been playing in the second half if the defense played well enough uh in the beginning of the game to make mahomes very uncomfortable at 60 yards at halftime but you can't do that for a full game you just don't want him to have the ball. So that's part one. You know, you have to show some balls and go for it there. That's losing football, doing something like that. And part two it comes after the game when, despite how well Herbert played in his debut and despite the offense looking a hundred times more competent with an actual passer in the game as opposed to Taylor, Lynn comes out and says that Tyrod Taylor is still the starter. He says that, you know, Herbert is a backup for a reason. There's a lot of things that we weren't able to do. He's like, we lost the game. Like, basically, like, shitting on Herbert almost, but, but like, really not showing him much love or, or not really acknowledging the game that he had at all. Just immediately going to Tyrod Taylor as the starter. And I think, honestly, I think part of that reason is, is he's trying to deflect a little bit of the blame for that bad coaching decision, the reason why they probably lost the game. And try to just act like it would be have a rookie quarterback who's not ready to play yet, and that's why you know he's out there, and that's why they lost. So, kind of in a way, putting you know throwing his rookie quarterback under the bus, and I just don't understand wh- how you could ever rationalize going back to Tyrod Taylor for what for him to play three more shitty games and then go to Herbert for the rest of the season. Like, what are, what is the benefit at that point of of doing of going back to Taylor? So it remains to be seen. I hope to God he comes to his senses or the GM steps in and says, dude, like we need to fucking start Justin Herbert. Why, why wouldn't we do that? 
But just to immediately come out and go back to Tyrod Taylor, knowing how inept the offense was against the Bengals' terrible defense that Baker and the Browns carved up on a Thursday night, for Taylor, who wasn't able to do anything, and Herbert, who just showed a different dimension to the game for the offense, it makes absolutely no sense. And that could be a move that if the Charger season goes down the shitter by sticking with Tyrod Taylor, like he might be, he might have to be on the blo- on, on the hot seat for just some, for not handing it over to the rookie it's ridiculous yeah it's it's so weird seeing all the quotes that you've been sending us and it's just like are you trying to pull this tough love thing like not get herbert in over his head and then you know more and more starts coming out and it's like all right this guy literally like (laughs) doesn't want herbert on the field and it's like (laughs) is he trying to prove something like does he have this attachment to tyrod taylor that like he wants him to be good and like wants to he does he wants to win with him and like I don't understand it. It's 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 really weird. And is he like nervous that if he puts the season in the hands of a rookie that he'll be let go and uh, Yeah. That's an interesting take you had there, Matt, where it, it might just be like his insecurity about his his uh coaching blunder being yeah. on display. Um That's what it seems like, trying to deflect the blame a little bit. But it's just like yeah. I almost, if you put the rookie in, it kind of buys you, you know, extra time for okay. It was a rookie quarterback. Maybe they go five and eleven, six and ten. Bring the coach back second year, and they're ready to go. Like it's almost like a, a free pass of a year for a head coach. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if if like ownership and management thinks of it that way. They just he extended might, him he in might, the off season. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say he might. I was gonna say he might be on the hot seat already, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that so. Would, that would go against that claim. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, Richards, it's probably Richards probably right. He probably doesn't want to just gift wrap the starting job for Herbert, um, and he's a competitive guy who wants to win. And you heard what he said last last time he checked. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't win the game, even though they they took the defending Super Bowl champs down to the wire, and and Herbert looked pretty fucking good. Um, <laughs> and Tyron looked terrible. He's always won. been terrible. That's the that's the weirder part because he's never he been hasn't good. Hasn't even played in years. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's been a long time since Tyrod Taylor got like consistent, consistent starts yeah and the Um, thing about it we're like i kind of understand where lynn could be like have a little soft spot for taylor they were together in buffalo when they went to the playoffs he brought him into la he all offseason was you know guaranteeing tyrod's the starter tyrod's the starter that was the plan and you know after one game taylor unfortunately comes up with this injury and then herbert like now balls out i think it was like one of the worst situations that lynn wanted to be in right now having to like decide between his obviously somebody he has a lot of respect for and a a relationship with and now like this happened so fast where like he's being forced to go with the rookie and it's just like not it's he was probably promising Tyrod all year all offseason like yeah you're gonna get a you know a lot of games in we're gonna wait with Herbert be patient and now this kind of like is forcing his hand maybe he didn't even want Justin Herbert maybe he wanted them to draft someone else and he has this attachment to Tyrod and Mm -hmm. but also like Look, look, man. This is the NFL. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. that's what. I'm, this is the NFL. You don't get caught up in in your personal relationships with guys because exactly. you're not in charge of the roster. And even if you are, you have to make you know hard decisions. You have to see 
see it how it is. And I think everyone knows that Tyrod Taylor is not going to win you games. I don't, I don't care that they went to the playoffs in Buffalo. He he was mediocre. He was a game manager. He he just you know he didn't throw deep. He didn't make big plays. He just didn't make the wrong decisions. They had a good defense, and and that was it. They're, you're not you're not doing anything or proving anyone wrong or, or you know going to shock the world with Tyrod Taylor. So he needs to hop off that train, get over it. I understand if your friends are like close, but if you want to if you want this team to you know for the future. Would like do what's yep. best for the future. You got to stick with Herbert. Yeah, and he's gonna I'll, be he's gonna let his relationship with Tyrod Taylor cost him his job if he fucking keeps going with him and they have a terrible year and Herbert's just sitting there not developing. Yeah, I mean, it, I'll say this: like nobody has watched, none of us have watched Justin Herbert more than Anthony Lynn has, um, and and it's not like he looked amazing. He he made some pretty terrible throws. From from what I saw, just just wildly inaccurate throws and mm-hmm. and terrible decisions too. On especially on that on that play where he could have ran for the first down and he and he threw it downfield. Um, That's what you maybe he just doesn't think he's ready. Maybe he doesn't think he's ready yet. It's week I, two and you're playing against the defending Super Bowl champs. He looked ready. He looked ready enough where, you know, I think that a lot of the young rookie mistakes and shit like that, gets, they get, that gets ironed out by playing and being in those situations. Uh, I think you, the learn-on-the-fly method is for a rookie quarterback is, like, the most beneficial way to go about it. Obviously, that's, you know, directly going in the face of what Patrick Mahomes did with Kansas City. But I just feel like you have to be out there and learn what you're doing wrong to be able to correct the things that you're going to do wrong when you finally do get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not going to, it doesn't even matter. I know, like, obviously you just said Patrick Mahomes, but if he sat a year, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's right. Like, so, yeah, you, that's, that's, that's an outlier. It's like the biggest outlier in sports history. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. sit on the bench nope. and then come in and throw 50 <laughs> touchdowns and an MVP. Like, that's <laughs> never yeah. going to happen again. And Patrick Mahomes isn't, he's not Patrick Mahomes because he sat for his first year. Yeah. <laughs> he's Patrick no, Mahomes yeah. because he's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He would have done that if he started from day one. Yeah. He's, he's that good. But, but, yeah, well, I guess we'll find out what the, what the real deal is when they, when Tyrod's healthy and we'll see who he goes with and who knows. Yeah, man. Anthony Lynn, just that. Fucking run the ball up the middle on fourth and one. What do you have nothing? What are you playing for? You took the Chiefs to overtime. Go get the win. Give it run back the ball to Mahomes. Run the ball up the me? middle on fourth and one. That's not what I want to see. Especially with what happened with my scrap heap. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. We could transition. Yeah, Herbert could dive in? over the pile, but all yeah, right, he could. move on. So, <laughs> look. This is a scrap heap the whole world's going in on. This isn't this isn't unique. This isn't something that nobody knows. But we're scrap heaping Adam Gase today and and everybody knows why. This I can't even believe from the start that we hired this guy. I can't believe he continues to go out after games and like not take any blame or have any accountability for this offense that for two seasons now or a season and now two games is un, just looks completely incompetent, unable to score, unable to do anything on a team that's not led by a backup quarterback or bottom five in the league. And 
look, I'm, I wanted to screen share this with you guys so it would be in the recording, but it, the, my computer's being weird. This is Sam Darnold's pass chart from from the game. This is this is this is his pass chart. All the green is his. This is all his attempts. Literally all except for <laughs> some of them downfield that were in like the fourth quarter in garbage time. Like all of them just by the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. Like what are you doing with this kid? What are you? You're not letting him develop. You're not letting him play. You're calling screens. You're giving the ball to a forty year old running back, like trying to prove people wrong that you didn't need Le'Veon Bell, like. Has Le'Veon Bell ever gotten 15 carries in the first half with the Jets, with Adam Gase coaching? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, he he has like this stubborn mindset. He has this, I'm gonna prove by doing it my way that we can be successful, and he's just holding the team back. And like Matt, you're talking about the fourth and one run up the middle, and obviously like most of the time that's a great play, but it, it, they they knew it was coming. I mean. For the Jets, they had the fourth and one in the 49ers red zone, and they just knew it was coming because they keep running the ball with Frank Gore. First down, run with Frank Gore. Second down, run again with Frank Gore. And then, you know, they ran it on third down with Frank Gore on that play. <laughs> it was third and one. And then they sub him out and bring in Josh Adams, and then they take this, this long developing run play and you just get stuffed in the backfield. Roll Darnold out. Do something. Attempt to pass. Like, do something different for once. Like, stop acting like you have, you know, the Jets 2010-0 line, like where the, all five of them are the best players in the league at, the, at their position. Like, you don't have that. You have to figure out ways to, to succeed with what you have. And he just doesn't seem to understand that. And it's so frustrating watching, you know, Sam Darnold, someone who's, who's shown in the past that he can, you know, make plays with his feet, make plays on the run. He makes these incredible throws on the run, and he just has to sit in the pocket and – and and they're they're just running these short routes like behind the sticks behind the line of scrimmage third and three and they're running a pass behind the line of scrimmage you can't you don't you're not going to send your receivers three yards downfield like what <laughs> i don't understand you know it, it, it's just baffling to me and then, and then the owner comes out and says he's an offensive genius and like where is it where is it it's nowhere it's not real obviously he's not an offensive genius and it's just so frustrating because then you see that pass Darnold makes at the end of the game, and I don't care if it was garbage time. That was an absolutely phenomenal throw, and he can throw downfield. He can he can make plays, and like it's almost like he's like trying to be like we don't trust our court. Almost like when in the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan's kind of trying to protect Jimmy G. It's like Adam Gase is like, oh Sam Darnold can't can't run my offense. You don't call a good offense. You have no offense. You don't do anything that that's creative or cool. Both, two weeks in a row, they're bottom five in the league in, in pre-snap motion, and all the best teams in the league are in that like top ten. You know, it, it's it's just it's crazy, man. It's baffling. It's stupid. It's annoying. And then he we got to go into hyperdrive now. He says after the game, no, you have to go into hyperdrive. <laughs> what you does have that mean? you have to call plays that play to the strengths of your team. I don't care. And and he, this is what he says. He says. Uh, you know, we had some downfield shots planned, but then Brashad Perriman, you know, he went Saw out. That. It's just like uh, Brashad Perriman is the only player on the team you can throw deep to. Yeah, he's fast. Josh Malone, whatever, practice squad player, he runs a four three forty. You can throw down the field to him. I don't care who he is. You can run the play. It's not it is that. It's like he has this misunderstanding of how football works. That if your players get hurt, you can <laughs> you can't 
you can't run the plays that you had planned. It's like he gives he literally saying like you know I gave up because we our guys got hurt, and, and like just uh, that that Sam Darnold pass chart just blows my mind, blows my mind that it all those short passes behind that there's like six of them behind the line of scrimmage. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then another eight at the line of scrimmage. Eight passes behind or at the line of scrimmage, and then another one, two, three, uh, four, five, less than five yards away. What are you doing? What? What are you? And there was good protection. The O line's been fine in pass protection. He has time. You can finally develop a route downfield. I understood last year when he would get pummeled as soon as the snap, the snap came out. But like, you can run a play downfield. I just, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said it all there. <laughs> the thing that like that shit that he said about like the injuries to Perryman and like whatever, like saying that we can't do it because injury like you you never hear coaches say that. That's not something never. that anyone says. It's next man up. It's like we have to keep going, do what we need to do, like win the game. Like to come out with excuses like that as to why you're not calling the plays, it's like, dude. Take fucking accountability for yourself. Are you kidding me? That was mind blowing to hear him say that. I can't. I can't believe you would just admit like we we had plays in the game plan to attack downfield, but we didn't use them because a guy got hurt. You can you can run plays <laughs> with other insane. people, and this guy he talks then, up. Cri- <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Keep going. Go. And then like, if Brashad Perriman doesn't play next game, like what the. the who do we play next? The fucking Broncos? No, the Colts. The Colts? They're just going to be up. Oh, guess they're not running any plays downfield. I guess we don't <laughs> need to cover the, the whole back half. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This guy. This guy fucking had one great season with the great one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and has been absolute dog shit ever since. And has, I don't like I don't understand. He one, when the Jets fire him. Because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> when the Jets fire him, he better not have another f- fucking head coaching job in the NFL because he, he is will. an abomination of a head coach. Um, and you and you can just – from this, from these last two seasons, you can really understand why every Dolphins fan was like LOL when we hired him and every – every player that's ever played for him is just like fuck that guy because he's uh, just, he's a joke <laughs> and and he he says all the right things that's the problem this whole offseason he's been talking up chris herndon as this unique unicorn weapon you could put him all over the field he could be a tight end you could put him at receiver put him in the slot put him he can block this and that and he can do those things i don't see them target him downfield once at all now he had a he had he had a bad drop. I personally think it was a bad drop where Sam Darnold threw him a dime in the end zone, and he really should have caught it. It was almost similar, if you remember that play to Crowder last year against the Ravens, where he just like fitted in that one spot and Crowder like caught it falling out of the end zone. It was pretty similar, but even more open. Like th- that play with Crowder, there was a guy right there, but this one like Herndon just should have caught it. But I don't see them target him downfield at all. They're, and it's because they're calling these out routes and these plays to Chris Hogan and, and Braxton Berrios and all these random guys. Like He doesn't use the good weapons that he has. He doesn't 
like use Le'Veon Bell as a receiver. I know he's hurt now, but game one and and all of last year, like use these guys. Don't you want to have a job? Like don't don't you want to keep the job? Like you're just no. you're consistently failing. You better do it. Try to do it his way and fail his way. It's it's unbelievable to me. And it's literally it's, such a juvenile offense that it looks like, like it literally looks like, I can like grab a playbook and be like, yeah, let's try like something different here. <laughs> you know, I, I I was watching um the game film before the all twenty two, and they ran a play where it was just like both sides, just there were four receivers. Or it was a receiver and a tight end, receiver, receiver. And they all just ran outs. They all just ran outs and, like, did nothing. They was, it was incomplete pass. Like, nobody was open. <laughs> what? There's, no, where, <laughs> there's nothing going on. Like, no one went in motion. No one did anything. Snapped the ball. Everyone run a five-yard out. That's literally what it was. And it's just like, how do you, how do you call that play? How do you, how, like, you think your offense yeah. is like, yeah, great. <laughs> every understand. every good offense in the NFL is running like fucking RPO. Like the the yeah. receivers all have like options on what route to run based on like the coverage. Like it's just so much more complex. And defenses probably see the Jets on the schedule, and they're probably just like, "Let's nice. fucking go!" <laughs> Let's. Eat. And just, he's the one known was known for the great offensive mind quarterback whisper all this shit where did that start <laughs> with Peyton Manning just coach Peyton from? Manning <laughs> coach it was a, guy. a thing when he was in Chicago and like with the Dolphins like that was an actual narrative it's like who was buying into this <laughs> and fuck Peyton Manning literally called the Jets owner Sabotage. Sap literally was like, they they beat me in the playoffs. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Jets. Let's send him this guy. I just feel so bad for Darnold because, you know, he looked his fault week one. He was missing throws. But, like, this week he was was making all the throws he's asked to make. And he just being asked to make the most, like, low potential throws, like we've been talking about, all these short little screens to Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, like, he's terrible. He's te- all right, whatever. He was good on the patch three years ago. Like, what are you doing? Let the guy go. Like, we need to find out if this kid is good or not. And there's just nothing. Ugh. Didn't Donald also say that they don't like he yeah, doesn't audible at the line. He doesn't change any of the plays. He, they just go. He said he, they just go. No, with he can audible. Said. He wasn't allowed to audible on that play. Like he had was had to stick with that play. And it's just like any good head coach would be like, if you see something that will work, do that. Yeah, of like, course. Put trust in him. Don't handicap him. You're the reason that they're bad, not him. Yeah. Don't make it like, we, no, we can't trust you because <laughs> they're bad when you're calling every other play. So, yeah. Joe Burrow audible the, the first game of his career, and he took it up the middle for a 25-yard touchdown run. You see just, something, go for it. Every quarterback should have that ability. But not when you have a stubborn head coach that thinks that this is the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to have five, six, seven, fifteen, seventeen, whatever, how many more Adam Gase scrap heaps the rest of the year. So get used to it, people. But mm-hmm. that's the scrap heap for me. And it's just, it's just so frustrating. Just so frustrating. <laughs> All right. What a segment. Yeah. Um, 2020 before, scrap heap back with a vengeance. Yep. All right. Before we get into the the picks, I just have to pee really quick. 
class class of week two. Carson Wentz. B O B. Oh, Anthony Adam Lynn. Gase. Oh shit. <laughs> B O B is a permanent member though, every week. Yeah. He's in the he's in the rafters of, of the scrap heap. Anthony <laughs> Lynn. Instead of B O B. Adam Gase. Carson Woods. Congratulations. Damn, these games are tough to pick, man. Yeah. Bills, Rams, I have no idea. What's going on in this Laker game? Finally. What happened? Finally, dude. Jesus. <laughs> you wearing that hat the whole time? Yeah. But it was backwards. Oh. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Our final segment of the evening. Uh, back to uh, our predictions. So, again, just to recap, because I want to say it as many times as possible. I am in first place at 7 and 0. Alex, defending champion, second place 4 and 3. Richard um and then we'll get into the games here. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> not even going to give me a record. I thought it would just help you to not say it out loud. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Richard can't wait, Richard can't wait till last, I beat you. Richard's in last at 2 and 5. Uh, but we have four games for you here. Alex and I were just talking off camera that these are very difficult games to pick. Great matchups, week three in the NFL. Uh, we'll jump right into it with the first game on the slate. Pair of undefeated teams here, both sitting at 2-0. and The LA Rams going to Buffalo to face on, to take on the Buffalo Bills. I go um, first, since I'm in first. Is that the rule that we're going with here? Make sure yeah. Richard can pick opposite of me. Um, I... This one is probably the hardest one for me to pick uh, because these are two teams that I think most people still have their reservations about or not ready to like fully buy into them. But I do buy into both of them. The Rams, I think, are back into, like I said earlier, that Super Bowl-looking team. Their defense has played very well. Uh, in the air, actually. They've actually given up over 100 yards on the ground in both games uh, against the Eagles and the Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, both of these teams look really good, and I do think both of them will have very good seasons and make the playoffs. So I'm really torn about this one. 
but I think I'm going to go with the LA Rams. Uh, just because the biggest thing that I think that's going to happen here is like we were saying before with um, the Bills' defense struggling a little bit, specifically against the run. Uh, they're giving up about like almost six yards of carry per run. And while on paper you see that the Bills have allowed the third fewest rushing yards in the league thus far, um, like Alex, you said, I think you said um, they've been up the entire game, probably the entire, like most of the season, they've just had the lead. So teams have been throwing. They haven't been rushed against that often, but when they are getting ran against, they're picking up chunks of, of yards at a time. And the Rams run game actually looks like it might be coming together a little bit. Daryl Henderson, Alex, your boy, ran for 87 yards in a touchdown last week. Um, yep. He finally he also had, dropped you know, a, dropped a wide open touchdown pass. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, you know, he's still putting it together. Uh, but And then they have Malcolm Brown, who had a great week one. Obviously, they're rookie Cam makers, so they really have a committee there. And you got to think, you know, at least one of them will be feeling it on a given day, hopefully. But they do have a lot of options there. Um, and so couple that with the Bills struggling uh, with the run so far. I think it's going to be a close game, but I just tr- right now I still trust the Rams more than I trust the Bills. So give me the Rams. Isn't, uh, isn't Akers hurt? Doesn't he have a rib injury? Uh, Pretty sure he might he might miss some time, but still, your 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 point still true. stands. The Henderson, who I know people were pretty excited about him last year, um, and he kind of just never was able to get on the field. Um, but looks like he finally put it together and had a decent game last week against the Eagles. So that's pretty pretty exciting. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Matt here. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, Bill, the Bills have looked great so far. Um, Josh Allen, um, I think he has the sixth best odds to win MVP right now, which uh-huh. is kind of crazy. Um, you would have been called crazy. Yeah, he hasn't thrown a pick. He's thrown for a shit ton of yards. He's he's ru- he's running for touchdowns. He's throwing for touchdowns. Um, that being said, um, he's played the Jets and Dolphins so far, so not particularly battle-tested. Um, and, yeah, I just think the – I think they're – I think they're a solid team. I agree with you. I I do think they'll make the playoffs as well, but um, I think they're, they're – they might not – they might not be that well prepared for a really good, thorough, robust team like the Rams, who I'm also um, – I wasn't big on – I mean, it was hard to be big on them last year because they, they weren't very good. Um, but I agree with you. I think they look they look like they're, they're, they're back. Um, Goff looks pretty good. They, they thoroughly beat – the Eagles um they beat the Cowboys who I'm still I'm still high on um I was bigger on them going into week one um but they've been more impressive to me so far than the Bills um being being that the Bills haven't really played anyone that noteworthy um so so I think the Rams are gonna are gonna put an end to the Bills undefeated season um this week yeah, uh, I guess it looks like we're going three for three across the board here. 
And uh, you guys hit most of the important points, you know, not really battle-tested playing the Jets and the Dolphins. Um, you know, Josh Allen is – I thought when coming into the league he was going to be an absolute bust trash player. <laughs> Obviously not that. You know, he's proven he belongs in the league. But I still think he has to prove that when he's playing against, like, you know, a good pass rush, good secondary, he has to prove he can make those tight window elite throws. And, you know, we still, even against the Dolphins last week when he has a career high in yards, he, he's air-mailing air passes like like absolutely, cr like, it's like, what were you thinking there? Like, what were you doing? Um, so I want to see him, you know, when Aaron Donald is coming up the middle in his face and, you know, have Jalen Ramsey covering your best receiver. But uh, I, I like the Rams in this one. I think it'll just be a nice like smack in the mouth for the Bills, who uh, they're they're a really good team, top to bottom. The Bills have great defense, you know, great receivers, good running back, great uh, good O line, quarterback who's taking the next step. But uh, I just think the Rams are are the better team in this one, and I think they're better coached. Uh, I think they have the better talent, and uh, we'll see. It's definitely tough, you know. It, it really could go either way here, but uh, I like the Rams here. Yeah. Yeah, it should. I expect a close game there for sure. Uh, but all right, three Rams, zero Bills. I wanted to take Buffalo, but I just can't do it. What do you mean? We got Bills all over, bro. <laughs> We're swimming in Bills. <laughs> okay, the next game here. <laughs> uh, Cowboys at Seahawks. Uh, this is a game, two high-powered offenses, two teams who have been disappointing on defense. Uh, to say the least, two teams who got carved up by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, listen, we all can make fun of the Falcons all we want, but that offense is prolific. It has been. that That's the one thing that's been consistent. Even when they're bad, they have a great offense. They put up a lot of points. Uh, so nothing really to be too upset about there. But uh, Cowboys at Seahawks. Uh, I'll go, unless you were about to go, Matt. But Yeah, you don't have to go first. Okay, yeah, I'm still thinking here. Somebody yeah, wants to um, take over. It's not all about you, just because you're in first place. Just saying. <laughs> I'm seven and zero. If anybody <laughs> missed that earlier in the show. Um, so I'm gonna go with Rich the Seahawks. Two and five. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is on an absolute tear. They finally bought into letting him throw the ball as much as possible instead of trying to be this, you know, run first, conservative, you know, hold the ball and you know let the defense do the work which they i can't believe they were still on that <laughs> these past few years when russell wilson's their quarterback I understood it when he was like you know a rookie in his second year but he's top five quarterback in the league maybe the best no patrick mahomes is obviously the best but he's top three top um, three nobody's stopping him right now uh that dk metcalf has taken that next step tyler lockett we know is great chris carson is an excellent back uh the Cowboys, excellent comeback last week against uh, against the Falcons, a uh, team that I do not think is a big threat, the Falcons. But, you know, either way, it's hard to do. But I just don't think anyone's stopping Russell Wilson in that offense right now. And, uh, you know, maybe Dak will have a field day against, as we spoke earlier, this, this shaky da uh, Seattle secondary. But uh, in the end, I got to go with the guy who, you know, has proven time and time again he's clutch. He gets it done when he needs to, and is top three quarterback in the NFL, Russell Sounds Wilson. Sounds like you're talking about Dak. Uh, 
I did mention him. <laughs> I <laughs> no, just but heard, I'm I just heard clutch. Just, you know. Going with Seattle here. I think they're the better team. All right. Dak sucks. <laughs> Clearly. All right. Um, I'll go next. Uh, this might be this might be a little unexpected, but I'm going with the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> um, the Seahawks offense is obviously great. Um, we don't need to talk about Russell Wilson anymore. Top three quarterback in the league, hands down. Give me gonna your put full up. game analysis <laughs> now. So on third and two with three <laughs> minutes left in the third. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> um, but as I was saying earlier when we were talking about um, Cam and the Pats, the Seahawks defense is really fucking bad. Um, the, the secondary is just getting absolutely obliterated. Um, so... And 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 the Cowboys' offense is it's starting to cook. Um, I know they 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 sputtered a little bit early in the game against the Falcons, uh, a few turnovers um, that led to some points. Um, I think I think this week they get that short short up, um, and and I, and I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think um, the Cowboys just have. I mean, the Seahawks have great weapons, but. I think the, the the Cowboys have have um, have the advantage there in terms of you know better running back, better receiving core. Um, the quarterback is not better, but um, Dak had a signature performance in Week Two. Um, that was that was one of those games where you know you look at the the forty million per year contract that he's probably going to get, and you know it, it that's that's what you're looking for when you pay a a quarterback that much um so i love wilson um i think the seahawks are are going to be a good team um i'm just not sold on them on the defensive end so i'm taking the boys good stuff i am going to agree with you alex i'm also going to take the cowboys um <laughs> easy money the thing, the the biggest thing for me, I think both offenses are going to obviously put up points. They're both stacked from top to bottom with weapons, uh, both strong run games. Uh, honestly, and I was going to say the Seahawks' offensive line is is not good, it's not that great. But if you look at the way Dallas's offensive line has been thus far this year and even last year, they're not the same like Dallas Cowboys' offensive line that everyone's used to. Uh, especially running wise, their pass, their run, uh, run blocking has not been that good. But Zeke is just an animal and finds finds ways to get to get yards, and he just crushes people. He just runs right over people like three or four times a game. You can just expect him to lower his shoulder and crack someone. Uh, but the difference that I think is going to be the deciding factor here is while the offense has put up points, I think the Cowboys' defense, while not very great, uh, there's a lot of holes. It's stronger than the Seahawks. Um, so I think uh, in, a, in a shootout, I think Dallas will squeak one out. Um, and one thing that's interesting that I was yeah, they'll go. Up, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that was interesting um, was looking up some of the numbers about this game is that the Seahawks have the top running defense in the league right now. Uh, they've given up the fewest yards on the ground, but I think that it's a misleading stat, similar to like what the Jets were last year. 
when you have the worst secondary in the league, why are they going to run on you when they can just pass all day? So, like, it, it makes the run defense look better when people aren't running the ball, obviously. So I'm not buying into that. they would legit stop the run. It wasn't that. It, it was part of that. There was there was a little Maybe, bit of but that. They were like, re- they mean they held Saquon Barkley to one yard on thirteen carries. Yeah, it's okay. The Jets' run defense last year, I think, is better than the Seahawks this year. I'm just saying that this is a more extreme version of that. Whatever, I don't. Yeah. I, I and especially going up against Zeke, like I'm not actually expecting the Seahawks' defense to stop Zeke just because they've had to, haven't given up a lot of yards on the ground yet. I think all three receivers are going to eat for the Cowboys. Gallup actually hasn't been doing that much. C.D. Lamb looks like he's taken over the number two already. But Zeke is, I think they're just going to be feeding Zeke up the middle. Um, and I don't trust the Seahawks defense to really get many stops at all in this game. So Cowboys for me and Alex, Seahawks for Richard. All right, let's move on. I'm the trying to find. Game. It's not, uh, it doesn't matter anymore, but I was trying to look at how the the Packers and Seahawks would play each other um, when McCarthy was the head coach of the Packers. Interesting. Interesting. Looks and like the Seahawks beat them in the replacement ref game. Right. Looks like <laughs> the Packers had the upper hand as of late. Interesting. All right. What's the next game? Sure. The next game, speaking of the Packers, we have uh, 2-0 Green Bay going into New Orleans to play the 1-1 New Orleans Saints. Um, Alex, why don't you start us off this time? Who is it? Sorry. New Orleans, Green Bay. Packers at Saints. Um, Sure, I'll start us off. Um, So the game's in New Orleans. The, The... Superdome will be rocking with no <laughs> fans. Um, so this is this is Sunday night. Uh, I I can't I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, he, I know I came into the season saying that you know he's he's been regressing a little bit and and he's throwing the ball out of bounds a lot, but. Um, He's looking like a bad man earlier in the early in this season, um, and as we were saying before, um, Breeze 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 looks like that quarterback that I expected Rodgers to be coming into this season, where you know just checking the ball down a lot, ultra conservative, not pushing the ball downfield. Um, they don't have Michael Thomas, so so that's a big loss. Um, I. I expect that that Kamara is going to be getting the ball a lot as he did um, last week against the Raiders. Um, and, and he had a terrific game. So, so I expect the saints to feed Kamara the ball a lot. Um, and if that's not going to be enough to, to beat the Las Vegas Raiders, then it's not going to be enough to, to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers who, who have just been, you know, they fell behind early to the lions, but, um, after after they went down fourteen three, they kind of just pummeled them um, as expected. Um, so so give me the Packers going into New Orleans and and beating the Saints, staying undefeated. Matthew, 
Yeah, um, that's uh, three of the four picks so far, Alex. We are in lockstep, so it's going to be tough for you to move this week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers also. Uh, I don't want to overreact too much to last night, uh, Saints-Raider game, but I am kind of a little bit down on the Saints right now, as I've said throughout the show today. I think that there's a lot of cause for concern that might start to show later on as the season progresses. Um, and I know what people will say is, well, they beat the Bucks. They put up 34 points week one. They, they, you know, no one thought that before the Raider game, and that's true. Like they played really well, but it's a Bucks team that, that was a Bucks team that had new faces all across both sides of the ball. Defense, you know, was young. They, they still, I mean, they're a young defense. That Brady pick six that really changed the momentum of the game was a terrible throw. I think, um, I think if they ran that game back again. When they do, um, I think it goes a little bit differently. But last night against the Raiders, like I've said a lot about it already, so I won't go too much too long. But their offense, outside of Kamara, doesn't exist with Michael Thomas out. And I don't know if Thomas is going to be able to play this week. Uh, I, I'm not expecting him to, the way that it's been talked about. But without him. Uh, and going up against the Packers, who look like they're just clicking on all cylinders early right now, which is scary for NFC teams. Um, I think the Packers are going to win this one pretty convincingly. I, uh, I guess we're going three for three again here. Um, I don't know, man. Because Drew Brees at the end of last year wasn't looking really good. Um, he started off really well, and he kind of fell off. And like, I just don't know if he really can you know carry this team anymore like he used to uh mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean he's obviously on the older side <laughs> he's one of the i think he's the second oldest quarterback in the league but i i just think aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind the packers look like the better team right now and it's through two weeks whatever but uh i'm going with the packers mm-hmm. yep. one thing too uh that I, I wanted to mention and i forgot the packers pass blocking is tops in the league right now. I don't think Rodgers has been sacked uh, or, or pressured too much. When If you're giving Aaron Rodgers time in the pocket, bad things are going to happen to your defense. So that's yeah. going to be something to keep an eye on. If his offensive line is healthy and strong like that, they're going to have a very good year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the final game that we have, our Monday night football game, candidate for a game of the year, the... AFC Championship game that we all hoped we saw last year um, that did not materialize is the Kansas City Chiefs going into Baltimore to play the Baltimore regular season Ravens. And who wants to kick us off here? I didn't know you had animosity toward Baltimore. He hates Lamar for no reason. I don't hate Lamar. You Stop hate it. Lamar. I took the L on that one early. I know he's great. You literally in the think Flacco season. should still be there. <laughs> that was that was bad. That year he should have been in there. <laughs> still but, no still no postseason wins for, for Lamar over there. Well, yeah, what's Mahomes done? <laughs> regular kindly. season Ravens. But no, that does matter. The Raiders, the Ravens in the regular season are incredible. They've won their last like eight games by ten plus ten more, ten or more points. After um, all, this is a regular season game. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a little cause for concern here. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs though. They're actually getting plus three and a half in this game, which 
is a little bit enticing as a, as a gambling man. <laughs> but um, I think they're going to win it outright. I just think, uh, like I've been saying, the Ravens' defense is a little bit overrated, I think. Um, they played the Browns and then the Texans. Well, I mean, those are decent offenses, but I, I'm not really sold on the Raider, the Ravens' defense, especially their secondary. Um, and there's no denying that the Chiefs' offense will be able to keep up with the Ravens' offense. It should be a high-scoring game. It should be a lot of big plays, fun fun game to watch, kind of like the Chiefs-Rams game two, two years ago on Monday night. Hopefully we oh get something God. like that. That was crazy. Yeah. Was it like well, 54 to 51? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it was just 80-yard touchdown after 80-yard touchdown. Alex said that was the most miserable night of his life. <laughs> he hated that game. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> the fu- the 49ers-Seahawks well, game last year was better. Yeah, Alex Didn't the 49ers and Saints have a crazy game too? They It was like 45 Yeah, last year. Yeah. That was last year yeah. What was the 49ers-Seahawks? What happened there? That was a like week seventeen. No, I think no, we should no, just no, pick those, last year's games. Forty nine ers Seahawks was the overtime game with the with the field goals. That one. Oh Jeez. yeah, when the the <laughs> Niners kicker shanked that field goal worse than anyone in NFL history. I don't yes. remember. It was, like, the, it was the greatest game I've ever seen. It was good, but Alex was a big fan. We were talking about this off the air. The Jaguars Bills seven to three playoff game. <laughs> yeah, that one ten seven. Come on, edge of his edge of his seat. <laughs> oh, it's ten three. I like those kind of games. I'll take the Chiefs in a barn burner, but the Chiefs are better than the Ravens, and Lamar's overrated. Yeah, I, I don't I'm have kidding. a interesting. <laughs> I don't have uh, much to say about this one. I'll probably never pick against the Chiefs. So, um, actually, I picked. Didn't I pick against them, Texans? Texans Chiefs last year, and I was right. <laughs> you did no, you did week one this year. You oh no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. No, it was last okay. year, and you were right. No, that was Texans Pats when the Pats were like on the uh, or something. Right, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but you were right. Um, that being said, I'll I'll probably never pick against the Chiefs just because Patrick Mahomes. So, give me the Chiefs. <laughs> I will pick against the Chiefs right now. Oh, and wow. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Like that? I don't think the <laughs> I don't think the the Chiefs defense is is anything special. I think the regular season Ravens can can get something going here. And um I think uh who they played last year in the regular season. Did the Ravens win that? No, the Chiefs won. Chiefs won. I think they they want that revenge. And they're, they're they could have got it in the AFC title game if they made it there. Yeah, Chiefs were um, waiting. But this isn't the playoffs, so different team. Um, no, I think I think we're in I think we're in store for a great game, but I'm going with the Ravens. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, I just. Uh, you don't like the there's not beat. I mean, like, there's I'm not gonna be like you know they're better at this, they're better at that. They're both great teams. They're both the best two teams in the AFC. Obviously, Mahomes is the better quarterback, but I think both excellently coached teams. I think the Ravens have a little bit better defense, and um, I think that the Chiefs' defense is a little shaky, so I think Lamar can get something going. Yeah, you're taking, the, Chiefs the, did, you're taking they, the home team, and you're taking the favorite. So Yeah. Not that crazy. So this is mine and Alex's upset pick of the week, Chiefs for the upset win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get one right. <laughs> That's crazy that they're that they're not. I mean, I guess you know, 
best two it's teams. It's basically a toss-up, and it's just it's in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so there are the picks. Me and Alex, uh, four similar picks here. So that'll be a little boring. And then Richard has two opposite of us. So Richard can either make up some ground here or fall further down into his hole. Matt, it's going to be um, really annoying when you're 11-0 and next week. <laughs> oh yeah, you want me to be eleven and zero? You know, there's no upset picks this week, <laughs> but you funny. should probably bet on the Jets. Yeah, I'm trying to get you some money, bro. For the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's talking about. No, that uh, no, I don't know what you're talking should we about. Toss an upset <laughs> out. I'll toss an upset out. What's your upset? Quick, sure. Not for real, unless you want to do a real upset. Um, uh, these would be the upsets, the tiebreakers. We're all zero one. Let's see. Mine will be the Giants over the 49ers. Giants are like plus four and a half, I think, uh, at home. Give me the Giants Mine will be surprise. the Washington football team over the Browns. Back-to-back weeks, picking the, the Browns as my upset. Okay, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the Raiders over the Pats. Nice. It's a good one. It's my upset. All, All right. right. So we got our picks. We got our upsets. We had some scrap peeps, which were very fiery and passionate. Um, I think that yes. was our b- best scrap peep in a while. For sure. So our Only um, scrap peep in a while. Yeah. So that's <laughs> it for this week. Um, a lot of... Nobody knew this, but behind the scenes, I was having some technical difficulties. Hopefully, that doesn't affect the episode at all. I think I got it figured out mid-episode, but um, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, when we come back, I will be making up a lot of ground in our in our pick records. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Matt and sure, Alex sure. don't know what they're doing. All right. Thank you very much. Peace. Goodbye, Bye, everyone.